Hi, you're listening to the Hope Church Sermon Podcast. At Hope, our mission is to help people know God, find freedom, discover their purpose, and make a difference. Now, join us as we listen in on a sermon from last Sunday. It is our hope that you feel God's love stronger today than ever before. Hey, come on, let's put our hands together for those stories. Man, Mark, thanks for sharing your story. I haven't been this happy in 10 years. You guys, something is happening incredible inside these groups. So you have a list of them there. If you don't have a list, you can get them on the, on the website. Can I say this to you? I think the hardest part about a community group is actually just signing up. I think that's the hardest part. You're like, I don't know, you know, when you get there, the hardest part is like just, you're, you're like, I'm, I'm, I'm going. Like, I, I got to sign that line because you guys are committed people. You guys have jobs, you guys, you commit to your jobs. You guys have Disney passes, you're committed to your Disney passes. You go to the gym, you may or may not be committed to it, but you get the point. We, when we, once we make a commitment, then we're in the heart, the highest hurdle is just saying, hey, I'm, I'm, I'm signing up for a group. And when you sign up for a group on the website, you're going to get an email saying, hey, we can't wait to have you in this group. It's going to be awesome. Here are the times, the places. Listen, it's the best thing. And so, man, I want to, Mark's story and all those stories, like, Everything's been up. One of the ladies that comes to, uh, comes to church, she said, man, the last two years and being in a group, this, is, this has changed my life. This, these groups have really changed my life. And here's what we believe, that we believe the best things happen at this church when we all get together. And so, well, this is awesome. Groups are, groups are incredible, and we'd love for you to get in groups. Uh, Craig and Chantel, they serve in our kids' ministry. Uh, Chantel was on, on the video. Uh, Craig does not look as good as Chantel, which is why he didn't make the cut. And so, um, I, I, I mean, I'm just, that's just what I'm saying. I don't really know, but somehow you didn't make it. But, uh, but that, that freedom group is awesome. Let me say this about freedom group. It's my desire that everyone in our church goes through freedom group at some point at some season. And so, like, if you have available, is it Sunday nights this, this season? It's Monday nights. Listen, if you, if Monday nights, you're like, listen, I'm not doing anything, sign up for Freedom Group. They, uh, they can host a lot of people that have been to their house. It's a blast. Like, you, you need to go. The, the food will be good. The time will be good. It, it's, it's incredible. It, that's my desire. My desire is that everyone, I've gone through it. I've gone through it two times. Diana actually wants me to go through it a third time. Come on, somebody. If you know me, you know why. You know, like, he needs all the Freedom Groups. And so I'm going to go through it again, um, even another curriculum, because I just, the more that you can just get around people, the more you can talk about your hurts, habits, and hangups, all the groups aren't like that, you can just, you just get to know more. You know, I have a, my dad's in the front row, I love my dad, and um, I, I, I didn't have a perfect dad, um, but, but I had a great dad, and I'd put my dad up against any of your dads. Um, we can have that competition right now. And, uh, but my dad will tell you, my dad wasn't a, wasn't, wasn't a perfect father, but God's a, God's a, perfect, God's a perfect father. And so I, would, I, could, I could see him here today, and my dad, had, my dad and I have had this conversation before. There were things that I saw my dad do that I necessarily wouldn't go out and do those things. Or I was, things I saw my dad do, and I, and, I, and I attached those things that my dad did to what, and I, and I looked at my dad as, as my, like my, da- my earthly father must be like my heavenly father. And what happens is that we, we all do that. It's not like a West thing. Is we all do that, and when we get older, we get to be about our age, and we realize, well, my dad wasn't perfect. I'm not perfect. And so you, you get just to walk through some of those things, and you learn, you learn about, you basically reconnect back with your, with your, with your, with your heavenly father. In such, a, in such an incredible way that can only happen in the context of groups. I don't know if I did a good enough job explaining it, but you got it. It's going to be an incredible group. It's going to be awesome. Hey, here's what I believe. I believe something really special happens when we all get on the same page. If you're married, if you, if you can get on the same page, same page with your wife, it's a miracle. No, I'm kidding. If you can get on the same page with your wife, like things can go good. Moms and dads, if you can get your kids to actually go in your direction, 
Like, that's actually a good thing. All of our teachers in here today, if you can get your class to go in the same direction. Like, if we can all get on the same page, go in the same direction, incredible things can happen. Now, I know a lot about how things cannot go in the right direction. I have a 14-year-old daughter. My, my wife led worship up here today, um, this morning, and my daughter led worship up here last night. And so I have my 14-year-old daughter who's going into high school, which pray for us. That's a whole new game. And those of you guys that are in that game, awesome. And then I have a 10-year-old son which he just wants to be like all the guys that you see walking around here with Bass Pro hats on. And so pray for him because he needs to get higher role models. And so, I'm kidding. He loves all these guys on the, on the team and loves all of our staff guys. He just wants to be around and follow. I, I, I love him. I have six-year-old twins. <clears throat> now, moment of, trans, moment of, uh, of, of, of um, transparency, which is basically if you're visiting here for the first time, it's all one level of transparency. But I was one of those parents where... If you put one of those straps on your kids when they were like toddlers, I judged you. I was like, you're a terrible parent. Like, you can't control your kid that you have to put a leash on them. That's basically how I, I judged all those parents. All the ladies in here are laughing because you know it's about to come next. Well, Diane's like, hey, Wes, I'm going out of town. Well, our youngest two kids, they're, they're, they're twins. They're, they're, they're now, they're almost seven. They're six. They'll be seven on, on Thursday. Well, they, when they turn about two, they start, they, you know, when they're one, two, they could start running around. The little boy... He never went in the direction we all went on. The little girl, she, girls are smarter than boys, right, ladies? I know that's right. She would just listen to us. She was compliant. She was awesome. She was perfect. She reminded me of Jesus. You know, like, the boy was like, hey. you know, he didn't, he never wanted to go in the same. So, Daniel said, hey, I'm going to be out of town. I said, I said to Hope, I said, hey, mom's leaving town. She'll be gone. She went to Africa. She's going to be gone for like seven days. like, I'm buying a leash. I said, I know. I said, don't tell mom, though. Because she's heard me make fun of all these people who are killing these leashes. You guys, I put that leash on my little boy. I dragged him around for seven days. I didn't care. He had asphalt just dragging down his leg. I didn't care. Because I wanted him to go with us. Because when we all get together, there was a little video. Everyone's, when we had twins, everyone sent us all the twin videos. So it was like the dad would like change the baby and let it there. And he'd go get the other boy. And he would try to change it. And then the little kid would go away. And, and when we could all go the same direction, things, things are so much better. When we get on the same exact page, incredible things can happen. I want to illustrate it for you today in God's Word. The Bible says in Exodus chapter 40, we sang a song about this verse just a few moments ago. The Bible says this, Then the cloud covered the tabernacle, and the glory of the Lord filled the tabernacle. Now, the glory, when the glory of God shows up, you want to like, how did that happen? Because I want to, I want to emulate that. We want to reproduce that. Like, like how, how can we get that to happen inside of our church? Because like, I, I don't know about you, but you want to be at a church where the glory of the Lord shows up. You want to, glow, you want to go to a church where the, where the Holy Spirit manifests itself in all the people. Like, you, you really want to be in a church where, where when they get on the same exact page, where the people on one side of the room like the people on the other side of the room, and the people on the other side of the room, they like the people on the other side of the room, and everybody kind of goes in the same direction. You, you kind of want to be on that. You want to be in a church like that. And so I'm like, man, there, something happens, and I want to give you a spoiler alert. They all got on the same exact page. That's what happens. When we all get on the same exact page, incredible things can happen in your life, physically, spiritually, mentally. Like, a lot of things can happen. You gotta, we got to get on the same exact page. The glory of the Lord showed up when they all got on the same exact page. Here's what, here, the, I mean, it was incredible. Let's, let's go on a little bit further. Verse 35 says this. Moses could no longer enter the tabernacle because the cloud had settled down over it, and the glory of the Lord filled the tabernacle. Like, it must be important because verse 34 says the glory of the Lord showed up. Verse number 2 says the glory of the Lord showed up. And I'm here today to tell you they got on the same exact page. When you get on the same exact page, when we get on the same exact page, things work out. 
things begin to change. Your life begins to change. Your life gets better. You show up and God does incredible things. They got on the same exact page. That's all, that, that's all that happened. And when that happens, the glory of the Lord shows up. And here's what the Bible says. Moses can't even get in the church service. Moses, the leader, the guy who's supposed to be preaching, the, the, the director, the, the, the preacher, the pastor, he couldn't get in the room because there was so much glory in there that it, the, the, the fog was so thick he couldn't even get in there. Sometimes these fog, these fog machines, they get really thick, and I'm like, yo, I, I feel like this Exodus chapter, Exodus chapter 40 kind of moment. The, he couldn't go in there because the glory of, I, don't, I, I would venture to guess, some of you guys have never been in a place before where you couldn't move because the glory of the Lord stood in front of you. Now, some of you, you have a story like that. You're like, I was, just, there was, I was at a moment. I just couldn't break through it. Well, that's Moses. Moses can't even get in there because there's so much. The glory of the Lord filled the place. Verse 36 says this. Now, whenever the cloud lifted up from the tabernacle, the people of Israel, they would set out on their journey and they would follow it. So if the glory of the Lord showed up and they couldn't get in, whenever it began to move, they would go with it. The Bible says that when, they, when, it, when it lifted and when they, could, when they could see, then they would begin to walk. But while, the, while they were in it, they could not even... It could not even move. Verse 36, when the cloud lifted up, the people of Israel would set out on their journey, and they followed it. Verse 37 says this, but if the cloud did not rise, they remained where they were until lifted. Church, I want to let you know today that that's the kind of church that we want to be. We want to be the kind of church where if the Holy Spirit's not moving, we're not moving. If the Holy Spirit's moving, we're going to follow it. We're not going to be stuck in our traditions. We're not going to be stuck in our ways. We're not going to be stuck in the, this is the way we've always done. We want to follow the Holy Spirit as best we can. That's the kind of church that we're going to be. We're going to be a church where the glory of the Lord shows up because we all got on the same exact page. And when the Spirit said move, we're going to move. That's what we're going to do. If the Spirit says stay still, we're going to stay still. We're just going to worship until he tells us to move again. And then we'll do the move. One of our core values is we do work. We're going to do things that are going to change the world. And we're going to ask God to lead us in it. We don't do groups because we, 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 we get bored. The, the Lord has told us that good things happen when we get on the same exact page. And he's illustrating that for us today. John and I, are, John, the, the drummer, today, we're, we're good friends. We've, we've been in community together. We've rode motorcycles together. We've hung out together. We've played golf together. When you get in relationship, like the tough conversation that we have and, and the, the growth that's happened for John, it doesn't happen because of the stage. It happens when we get together off the stage. When you have community relationships. And his girlfriend, I don't know how he even got her, but she's in a relationship with Diana. And she's in a sisterhood with like, some other girls like Taylor, and, and they roll together in a community, and, and great things happen when they all get together. The Spirit moves. The Bible says wherever two or three are gathered, then God shows up. Some of you guys are like, he's so rough on the guys. I am. You want to be at a church where the pastor takes, I, I, I prefer the girls first, you know what I'm saying? Any guy that gets a girl in our church, they're lucky, and they got to come through me. You know what I'm saying? That's just how it rolls around here. It'll, it'll, it'll play out better for you in the long call if you let me, if you let me, um, I'm kind of like the TSA security. You want me to beep, 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 you know? I want to make sure they have a job and a savings account and a portfolio. Come on, ladies. You know what I'm saying? Like, that's, that's where we're at. And I got to make sure they love Jesus. That's first, though. But portfolio's nice. You know what I'm saying? You know what I'm saying? They want a portfolio. <laughs> like, do they have a job? A good one. You know what I'm saying? You want that. You want that. That's kind of church that we, that's kind of church, kind of pastor you have. I want to check them out first. You know, I want to get their social security number. You know, things that you, you do now. You do, they do it different now. If you haven't dated in a long time, it's different now. The Bible says in verse 38, the Bible says this. The cloud of the Lord hovered over the tabernacle during the day, and at night fire glowed inside the cloud so the whole family of Israel could see it. In the daytime, it was a cloud they followed it. At nighttime, it was a cloud of fire, and they followed it. They were following the Spirit of God. When the Spirit was moving, they were following it. The Spirit stayed still. They were staying 
They were staying still. The Bible says that they didn't even do anything unless God told them to do it. The Bible says it glowed inside. The whole family of Israel could see it. Everybody could see it. I don't know about you guys, but I want this church to be a church that's a city on a hill. I want people to say, man, the Spirit of God moves in that church. I've had people visit our church and say, man, we love this church. I said, why do you like it? They said, man, you can tell the Spirit is moving in this church. You can tell the glory of the Lord is in this church. People are inviting their friends. You guys, I've been inviting, I've been inviting a friend of mine, uh, a, a guy introduced me to this, this person and, at, at a restaurant, and I've been inviting this person for six years to come to our church. At a restaurant. Hey, I go to the same gym with this person. Go to the same restaurant. Like, every time I see my own community, like, for six years I've been inviting this person. I walked out today. I said, how was it? She goes, this was really awesome. I'm, I'm really glad I came. There are people that they want to experience Jesus, and it's going to happen when you bring them into this place. People are bringing their friends. Moms and dads are dropping off their students at a youth group that they've never even met the youth director. Because something's, something's happening here. There's a momentum here. People are saying, man, we're going to keep on coming. We're going we're gonna, to we're gonna, we're gonna lock in with these people. We're, we're going we're gonna to develop our families here, and we're going to develop our future around this church. Like, this, is, this has changed my family. This has changed my life because we want to be a place where the Spirit is leading the Bible says that they, when it came up, they followed it. When it went down, they stood still. And the Bible says they continue this throughout all their journeys. I just want to let you guys know today, something happens when we all get together. We call it community groups here. Something happens. Is the stage, is what happens here, is it great? Is it awesome? Yeah. This is a gateway into a group. And then once you get in a group, it's a, it's a gateway into a relationship. We have people in our church, you guys, that live in the same neighborhood. They've never met each other until they walked into church. We have people in here today, you bump by people in Publix every single week. It's December, but then they, you walk into church and they're, they're blown away. There are people that come to this church, they work out together behind me, on the side of me, and they get to church like, oh my goodness, I didn't know you went to this church. God is doing something. People are looking for something different. They're looking for us to all get together. You know, the church is known for fighting not the enemy, each other. We're known for, we're known for fighting and, and, and bumping heads and not agreeing. We want to all be on the same exact page. That happens inside of community. So I want to give you a couple things about community. Here's the first one. There's safety and strength inside of community. There's safety and, if you're taking notes, taking pictures. There's safety and there's strength inside of community. When you get inside of community, there's safety there. When you walk into these homes in just a few moments, or some of them meet at Starbucks, some of them meet at our church office, they meet in homes and restaurants. For the, my men's group, it's at Cracker Barrel because I'm low-key Baptist, and we got to have food there. And so when you walk in, there's safety there. But not only is there safety, there's also strength. You guys, it's, what I do is hard. This life is hard. What you do is hard. You need some people around you that are strong. Like you need some people that are going to go to battle with you. I'm in a group message with a few of my best friends and some other pastors that I, that I know. And this morning we got a group text message. And, and I said, hey, we're going to war. My best friend Josh, my best friend Joy, like, we're going to war together. We're there's safety and strength inside of community. There's protection there. And when you walk out, you feel so strong. When I walk, I work out in the afternoon. For me, it's better for me. I haven't worked out in about a month. This is, I'm in the worst. I haven't not worked out in a month in, in, in five years. It's been so long. But I've just, through the holidays, and I've been on quarantine, all the things, I haven't been in a month. I, I feel so sluggish, and i got to get my stuff together. But when I go to the gym, it's a safe space for me to just, just be me. I'm just, I'm just workout west when I get there. Just CrossFit or west when I get there. And it's a safe space for me. And if I lift the weights, when I walk out, I'm stronger, I'm better. But the owners are Christian there. 
And so when I go there, he's going to check on me. Jeremy's going to say, hey, are you okay, man? How's everything going? How's your family? How's the kids? And then when I leave, I feel so much stronger for being there. And I want to let you know, if you walk into community here and you get in these groups, you're going to feel safe, but you're also going to feel so much stronger when you leave them. When I go to group, I'm, I'm, I'm encouraged. When I leave, I'm like, I can do all things through Christ. What strength does me? There's strength that comes from community. This sweet young lady in the front row, she came to a group. She came to a group. Now she's, she got in, she, it was safe there, and she was there. But she got strength. You know what she got strength to do? She got strength that when the group season ended, she's like, I'm going to lead the group. There's something happening when we all get together. Well, I come for the safety, but you leave with so much strength. I go to a group. I'm in a group with Eric. And when I go to the group with Eric, I leave encouraged. I leave stronger from being in a group with Eric. I'm better for it. This, what Mark said in the video, like, man, I'm just, things are happening. Like, there, I, these people become my friends outside of church. Church ain't, the, ch- church ain't the end game. This just happens to be the pep rally that we come to on Sunday. And then we go out and we do life together outside there. There's safety and there's strength inside a community. The Bible says wherever two or three are gathered, that's where Jesus is. There's safety and there's strength. Here's the second thing. There's hope and healing inside a community. There's hope and there's healing inside of community. Here's what, I've, here's what we struggled with. Here's what we told the cop girls when they got here. We knew so many people that they were saved, and I believe a lot of you guys are going to heaven, but you're still not, but you're not surrendered. Or you, you, have, you're, you have salvation, and you're, like, you're saved, and you believe you died on the cross for your sins, but you still need some healing to happen. That happens inside of community. Here's what you need to know. This is, this is my step on someone's toes. You can't heal alone. Every addict that's ever walked up to me and said, Pastor Wes, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to break my, I'm going to, I'm gonna, God's going to break this addiction. God's going to change my life. None, none of them, I said, how come you haven't been able to do it yet? They said, because I've all, all of them said this to me, because I've tried to do it alone. You can't do it alone. We, we, Genesis chapter 1 verse 26, Jesus says this in his word. We're going to make people in our image. Who's our? Jesus, Father, Son, Holy Spirit. Jesus, I'm going to make us, I'm going to make man in our image. And Jesus does that. He makes us. We're community people. So if you're not functioning well, it might be because you're not inside of community. What I found is that when I'm with the right people doing the right thing, my mental health is high. If I'm with the wrong people doing the wrong things, guess where my mental game's at? It's in the gutters. I'm doing better. If I'm in, right now, 21 days of prayer, every, every, uh, every weekday morning at 6.30 a.m., Jesus ain't even up yet, I'm praying with 40 plus, 43 different people, unique users online. 50, 60 people praying together. Go in the same direction. Because I need people in my life. You can't heal by yourself. You can't. And the hope piece, you can go so long without food. You can go so long without water. You can go so long without oxygen. But you can't go one second without hope. It happens inside of relationships. It happens in relationships. Nicole's on our team. She serves on Dream Team. She sets up on Saturday. She serves on Sunday morning. I'm better for knowing her just better. You're going to be better for getting around the right people going towards Jesus. You will be better for that. Why do I get so passionate about this? Because Jesus made us to be in community, and I meet so many Christians who aren't in community. It's like having a job but never showing up. You won't have it very long. It's like these officers that, that protect us every single day in our church. It's like them showing up without their, without their 45. That would, be, that would be ridiculous. It'd be like them showing up without a bulletproof vest. That would be ridiculous. I'm a chaplain. Like me showing up without my, without my badge to try to go into the hospital. They're not going to let me in. They're going to say, we don't know who you are. Get out of here. You need people to heal. You need hope. And you heal. It happens in relationships, church. I'm passionate about it. 
Because a Christian not inside a community is a Christian who's not, who, who doesn't have any healing. Oh, you don't, you don't really know me. I've, I've gone pretty far. Guess how far you could actually go if you were actually in relationships? I was a punk kid that my dad dropped me off at youth group. And my youth pastor grabbed me by the arm and said, hey, I'm going to walk with you. I'm going to show you how to walk and talk like Jesus. And he did that for me. And this young man who got baptized, he showed up. His friend invited him. He showed up. And guess what happened? A couple of guys say, hey, I'm going I'm to show you how to walk and talk like Jesus. Now he's walking and talking like Jesus. And now he's showing my son how to walk and talk like Jesus. And he's showing your kids how to walk and talk like Jesus. Because someone grabbed him. I'm telling you, man, you get in a group and incredible things happen. Nelson, who preached to you guys on the stage three weeks ago, someone, when he got saved, somebody grabbed him. My friend Chris, who's brand new to our church, his wife gets saved at church, his, his girlfriend gets saved at church, and he's like, yo, she's like, you got to get saved. He walks into church, and he gets saved, and the guy grabs my arms and says, I'm going to disciple you. And for the last 15 years, they've been serving Jesus at the same exact church. They've been serving Jesus at the same church for 15 years, and God brought him down here to this city. No friends, just Jesus. No friends, just family. Brand new. You got to get in a group. There's hope and healing. They've grown because someone grabbed them. So I'm going to say, I'm going to help you. You need people in your life. You've got to have people in your life. The Bible says this, confess your sins to each other and pray for each other so that you may be healed. I don't know. It looked like a good sermon point, but I just realized now it's just in the Bible. If you want, if you're looking for hope and healing, it happens in the, in the context of relationships. I'm better for the relationships that I'm in. I met, I met, I met Craig and Chantel at church, and then I went in a group. And now when I'm outside a group, I get coffee with, with, with Craig. And I have, a, I have a friend who loves Jesus, who's trying to help me love Jesus better. And, and we're pushing each other. And when we get together, we laugh a lot, but we're like, hey, don't forget Jesus is the main thing. Hey, don't forget our families are the main thing. Hey, don't forget about your purity. Like we, that, we can do that now. I've known him for less than a year. It happens inside of context relationship. And then here's the third thing. There's strength, there's safety and strength in community. There's hope and healing inside of community. And the third thing is there's power and prayer inside of community. You need some power. Hey church, PSA, the enemy is out to get you. The enemy is out to get you. I wrote down this in my notes. I wanna let you know now is not the time to be on the fringe. Church, trust me. I do this all day long, every day. I could show you my, I wish sometimes I could just technology, we probably could do it, but I wish I could just stream my phone up there and I could somehow aggregate all the people reaching out for prayer and for help and all the, in healing. I wish I could show you that. It would, it would just be, most of my phone is, hey, can you pray for me? Can you pray for me? Hope and healing. Pray for my family. Pray for my kids. Pray for my mental health. I get them at two o'clock in the morning. I get them at four o'clock in the morning. I want to let you know today, now is not the time to be on the fringe. The Bible says this, that the enemy is a roaring lion seeking whom he can pick off and, and destroy, devour. You know who the enemy always goes after? The people on the fringe. <clears throat> the devil, I'm here today to declare the devil, I, I was praying this over at first service, the de- I'm here today to declare the devil, he's soft. He picks off the people on the fringe. You're soft, devil. You're below my feet. He picks off, I wanna encourage you, don't stay on the fringe, get in the middle. Get in the middle. Like, I know all the guys in our church that carry in our church. Conceal weapons, permits. I'm, if something goes bad, you'll see me. I'll be like, I'll, I'll, be, I'll be heading towards them. You want some friends that are battle ready? If you're going to get in a fight, you don't want to get in a fight with me. You want to get in the fight with someone who looks like they've been in a fight before. A little bit 
kind of guy, like, he looks like he'd kill somebody. Like, you want to be in a, you want to be in a fight with that guy. You don't want to be in a fight with a worship leader, skinny jeans on. You don't, these guys sing on my, you don't, you want to get, if you get in a fight, you want to get with someone who's like, you want to find the guy who's like construction worker. Like, that's the kind of guy I want to get in a fight with. You know what I'm saying? A guy like, a guy like, like they've got like scars on their arms. Like, you know that, you don't know if it was from like a, a, a bad welding fight, you know, or, or if they actually got in a physical, like, you want to be with some people who are battle tested. The enemy's not going to come after you if you're in the dead center. He will pick you off on the outside. Can I let you, some of you guys know, there's a lot of strong people in this church, and they'll hold the outside until you get hope and healing, and then you can move the outside, and you can hold, you can hold, on, you can hold on the outside. I've had the opportunity to fly all around the world to every continent except for two, and I'm working on it. And I was going to Australia, and then the fires happened, so that really messed me up. But if you get on an airplane, I don't pay, I don't pay attention to a lot of the airplanes when they say, hey, and this thing drops out, you're like, come on, we're not going to have to use that. You're never going to have to use this until you have to use it, though. You know what I'm saying? So one day I was like, I might need to pay attention just in case. You know what I'm saying? Like, I might need to use it. Hey, hey listen, I'm the guy. I always want the exit row. Always want the exit row. Obviously, I'm six feet tall, 5'11". I, I want the exit row. And then I realized the other day, man, if they, they always say, uh, Mr. Wes, yes, ma'am, are you willing and able? You need to say, I need a verbal yes or no. I always say yes. But the other day I realized, I don't, if anything ever happens, I don't know. People are counting on me, you know? So I took that paper out. I was by myself. Like, I'm too cool to do that with somebody else. Like, Diane's always been like, yeah, I got this, baby. I got you, girl. I got you. Like, you're dying. You know, like, we're going to die. <laughs> took the paper out. They get to that part where they say, I invent an emergency, an oxygen mask will drop down. They do like this. It's just so cool the way they do that drop thing. So I bought one. I don't want you to know, I don't want you to think I have an oxygen mask in my house. Diana made it through COVID. We didn't need this. I'm just saying, I bought this for this. And they say on there, put the mask on. They should got to do it. You can tighten up the handles right here, and then you put it over your mouth. They tell you how to do it all. And now I'm listening because like, I'm flying so much. I'm like, one day, at the rate that I fly, one day I'm going to need this. And they tell you this. <clears throat> put your mask on, and they say this. You won't see the oxygen flowing, but breathe anyways. You need to know that there will, the oxygen will begin to flow. You just start breathing. And I want to let you guys know in this room in here today that some of you guys need to know that you're not always going to feel Jesus. You're not going to always see Jesus. But we're in this series called Talking to Prayer. And you might want to start spending time with Jesus. Now's the time for some of you guys to start putting on the oxygen mask. To get the breath of the Holy Spirit, the pneuma of the ruach. That's ruach is the Old Testament word for Holy Spirit. And pneuma is the, is the, is the Greek word for, the, for that. And you need to start breathing. The enemy's out there. And he's picking you off. We're in spiritual warfare. And you need to put your mask on. You better get your relationship with Jesus right. You better get your prayer game another level. You better get your Bible reading game another level. Because the enemy is out there to get you. You guys, our, what's happening in Afghanistan and around the world is devastating for us as a church. And we're looking for ways. And when you get here, we're trying to find ways that we can help out there. But people are literally running for the hills to hide in caves. And all they have is the word of God in their heart and the clothes they have on their back. And we won't show up to church if a birthday party's happening. Or we won't show up to church if we, if we stubbed our toe the night before. And these guys are in underground churches. The, one of the largest churches in the world is in Afghanistan. We're comfortable. We're in AC. I'm just telling you guys, we gotta get in this thing. You gotta get in this, don't be on the fringe. 
Start breathing in the oxygen. Start breathing in the Holy Spirit. Start breathing in the Word of God. You better start doing it. I'm gonna invite the band to come out. I want us to spend time worshiping together, but the second thing they tell you, because I've been listening, Craig, I've never flown with my kids before, so I've never listened to this before. I'm trying not to fly with them, you know what I'm saying? I'm trying to get grandparents, like y'all's grandparents, they just come get them and they fly with them, you know what I'm saying? I don't know how you guys have worked it out, but I'm gonna figure it out. They say if you're with a minor, put your mask on first. Put your mask on first. And I just wanna let you know there's a lot of men and women in this church right now, they have their mask on. And we're here and we're willing and ready to help you put your mask on. That happens in groups. That's where it happens at. You can't put no mask on on Sunday morning. When this thing ends in a few moments, we get this thing on, we're gonna jump off the stage, we're gonna tear this thing down, and we're gonna come back tonight, and we're gonna give our best, or give our best to our middle school and high school students tonight. We're gonna give our best. Any environment we're in, we're giving our best. Our elementary area is growing because you guys are bringing your sons and your daughters. We're gonna give our best to them. We're gonna give our middle school high school students, we're gonna give them our best. We're, but we're gonna start a, a young adult ministry in, in, the, in the days ahead. We're gonna give them best. If we're, if we're showing up, we're gonna give our best. There are people in this church, they have oxygen masks on. Nelson preached up here and everyone you see, we're, we're gonna give you our best. This young man here, he leads a group. They lead a group, they're gonna give you their best. This young lady, she leads a group. She's gonna give her best. This guy's gonna give your son, his, your sons and daughters in our elementary, they're leading a group. This young girl right here that led in worship last night, she's in a sisterhood group. The girl next to her, she is in a sisterhood group, but she serves our middle school and high school. We're gonna give you our best. Our oxygen masks are on, and we're gonna help out. The young girl in the back right there, last night, one of our small group leaders, Arena, spent time there. We're gonna give our best. Our oxygen masks are on, we're gonna give our best. And we're gonna get yours on, and when you get the hope and the healing, and when you get the strength and the security, and when you get the prayer and the power, then you're gonna start helping people put more of their mask on. That's how this thing works. That's how it works. Can I ask you, don't be on the fringe. I wanna invite you to stand to your feet. We're gonna worship one more time. Heads bowed, eyes closed all across the way today. Would you take a moment and would you just have a self-evaluation? I can't tell you what to pray all the time. I can't tell you what to do all the time. But can I tell you today, you need the word of God in your life. You need the Holy Spirit leading you. You need, to have a, you need your prayer game to step up, your spiritual game to step up, because we're in an all-out war. The enemy is out there trying to kill and steal and destroy. But I want to let someone know today that Jesus has come to give you an abundant life, a full life, a life everlasting. That's what he's come to do. So you need to get ready. Right now, just with your heads bowed, eyes closed, just say, God, I want to be ready. I want to be ready. When spiritual warfare comes my way, God, I want to be ready. When spiritual warfare comes, my family will be ready. My finances will be ready. I'm going to give. I'm going to serve. If I have to run with my faith, I'm willing to run, Jesus. I'm going to do whatever it is that you want, God. I'm going to for joining us. If you'd like to know more about Hope Church, please feel free to visit us at hopewintergarden.com or connect with us on Facebook and Instagram at Hope Winter Garden. We hope you have a blessed day.